Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Uh, how you feeling? I feel great. Yeah? I feel great that One Up is back and we're talking about hip hop and just getting it in. Have you heard you know from Jay-Z? Should we do sponsors now? I don't know. Not yet? Okay. Because I'm just, I love the part that where we get some kind of money. Well, so I've never, a little usually bit. people aren't so eager to do the commercials. That's right away. We'll do them now. You want to go top? <laughs> we wish this podcast was all commercials. <laughs> um, I haven't heard from Jay yet. No. no he hasn't no. reached out? Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Like, years. It's fine. You sure? Yeah. Because I still want the 45 that I'm supposed to get. I don't understand why you think Jay-Z distributes the vinyl. He doesn't, but he they're in L.A. I think they're at either his house or right. studio. It's So go to L.A. What, what's the just, problem? I need one of your Rock Nation people to help me finally get this done. I okay. need, it. need it. All right. We'll get somebody. So we can we'll work get someone on it. on it. Yeah. Because if I don't get it, it's a mistake. And... We're going to talk about some of Jay's mistakes today. Uh, well, he doesn't have any. Every human being, no matter how great they are, uh -huh. makes mistakes. Okay. I mean, that's nothing to hold against the guy. You know, the only Everyone real... is flawed. Are you talking right? about the Monsterverse? Yeah. The Jay-Z Monsterverse is, is not... It's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> Welcome to Juan Epp, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Juan Epp is sort of like a um, syllabus that you would get at a philosophy course at a mid-level university. Right, a, a kind of university that would have a commercial on television. Yes, that level. And instead of philosophy when you get there, it's just talking about hip-hop and shit. Yeah, but thank God, because who doesn't want to talk about hip-hop? Hove has had his mistakes before, and today we're going to dive into some of them. Because I think there's a couple of things that are interesting about that. Number one, what those mistakes are. Well, I'm sure we'll have different opinions on what's a mistake. Mm -hmm. And also then some of the good that still is around some of those mistakes. That Well, that's the thing about Jay-Z. He's literally like um, the, the case study of like how you got to fall down. So then learn a lesson to get back up even stronger. All Falls Down is a Kanye West song. So you showing that you don't know anything about hip hop yet again. So, okay, what stands out to you? What's the biggest Jay-Z I mean, faux pas of overall, all time? Overall, people always want to say Blueprint 2, which I don't agree with. Okay. But that's always a big one. You know, the Sunshine record could have been a, a career ender. It's really interesting that it comes up so much because... It shows how important a moment it was, but at the mm -hmm. same time, mm -hmm. it's not like you hear it very often. He doesn't right. perform it, and people don't generally talk about it. And the funny thing is, the way it gets discussed in this podcast is mostly like a mistake, and yet you and I now both love the song. Right, of course. I, I, now, listening back, I love it. At the time, it was not what I expected. So does that mean he was ahead of his time? Maybe so. Maybe it was just too fast, too early. All right, now, Saif, let's get into some words from uh, our past interviewees. I'm talking about Kim Osario, Datewan Thomas, Donnie Kwok, and Mr. C. All about a record, Saif, that you and I have changed. We vacillated back and forth on the controversial Sunshine by Jay-Z. They made a clear attempt to go commercial with Sunshine. Yes. Do you think that was a misstep? Well, I think the record was a misstep. It just, you know, if, if, if Sunshine were a different record— then maybe, you know, like maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. It just wasn't that great of a record. That's Kim Osario, former editor-in-chief at The Source. Like, it's grown Have you listened to it recently? You love it now? Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> You're no, like in the car like... It's, it's really phenomenal. good now. 
I'm telling you. It really. No. I heard it in a. In it's a, like okay, a, but for that time. No, in the time? moment, it, in the moment, it was like you tried to it's do not what you wanted from Jay Z. No, and they were no, trying to redo. But you they wanted were, dead presidents. They wanted to redo the record with Foxy again, so they did another record with Foxy. Right. And they brought in Trackmasters, right. and they're like, "This is the perfect paper." On paper, it was the perfect follow-up to crush New York. Make a video that is hype Williams and yeah, big, 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 right? And it mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah. That's not what people it's not take. not a bad record. That's not what I'm saying. It's not the record I think at the time hip hop was looking for, for from Jay-Z. What do you think about volume one and what do you think about Sunshine? Did Sunshine <laughs> work out or not? Nah? Why man, you ask everybody yo, the yo, same I thing? I love that. Because I want to have the I multiple love that. opinions on I love on. that. The, uh, volume one is one of my favorites because million and one. Um, at least you gave the right answer I don't love it as an album but if I but what I love about it is A Million and One one blew my mind that shit is just incredible Um, uh, 4.6 like what you got that shit come with like all every well Sunshine video I think is what capsized the movement it Mm. slowed it up now I love hype I love the roller coaster theme stuff and the crazy ass colors but that just didn't fit the persona that we were coming out of with reasonable doubt cigar it, suit it, hat. it's just it was like whoa what is this and and the fact that jay signed off on it not feeling it all the way is was was an issue for me that was my brother daytuan thomas editor-in-chief at vibe magazine and here's donnie quack east coast bureau chief at the ringer Ooh, that's fancy you know, after Reasonable Doubt didn't even go gold. He, he had, wanted a hit. Yeah, he needed a hit. And so he kind of kind of clumsily attempted, you know, pop sounds. Even though we now realize in retrospect that Sunshine was much better than we thought at the time. <laughs> I Have really, you listened recently? Nah. You'll be in the Japanese restaurant. You'll, by the way, eating sushi. <laughs> Yo, if, if you listen, sushi. if you're driving around... And you turn on sunshine on a on a nice day and blast in your car, you'll be like, this song is the drums hit so hard. I mean, it's what Planet Rock, right? Yeah, it's like it's a weird. It's no, it's not Planet Rock. It's dun, 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 dun. it's um, it's rocking it, rocking oh, it, rocking it, rocking it. Yes, we be, <laughs> but it's like it knocks so big. But anyways, regardless how we feel about it now, at the time it did, it felt like a clumsy attempt to to recreate ain't no, but make it even bigger, right? Finally, the OG and formerly grump DJ Mr. C. <laughs> I think what happened with volume one is that because of Sunshine and because of um, The City Is Mine, yeah. those two records smothered yes. the greatness of those other records. There's been times where something like that could end someone's career. No, no, I understand. But for Hove, I mean, God bless him. He's had bigger mistakes than Sunshine. I mean, that was one of the first ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were used to... We were used to one thing when the album came out, and then when when Reasonable Doubt came out, and then Volume One was an attempt at being more commercial. Mm-hmm. So I saw Volume One as a big mistake. In retrospect, I don't necessarily feel that way about it. I think there's great stuff on it. Okay. What I don't like is sequencing. Like the intro, A Million and One Questions, is one of the hardest Jay Z songs, literally of all time. Like, if you're a real Jay-Z fan, the second you hear the pianos and what Primo did on that record, yeah. you go nuts. But then the second track is You Belong to the Streets. Mine, yeah. 
which was just so no. why do they even think to sample that you come on you're skipping over a big era of hip-hop of big radio hits being sampled to create even bigger radio hip-hop hits you know what i'm saying that no was, i don't understand what you mean say it again the Diddy era. Ah, yes. The Diddy era taking a big radio song from back in the day, sampling it and making a hip-hop song that could also then turn into a big radio song. Right. But not every old hit deserved to be a hip-hop hit. Like, you take like the Beat Nuts or Diamond D, they were trying to find hard-to-find records and samples and make these ill, gloomy dark sounding beats you know what i'm saying and then puff was like no let's take something that was already a hit and make it a hit again these songs were hits for reasons yeah let's make them hits again sometimes it worked sometimes it completely bricked so that's what that's what was happening on in my lifetime with those songs like the city is mine so they they tried it with the the city is mine they tried it with i know I what girls chad, like right yeah i told you that Ch chad hugo from the neptunes is playing the, the saxophone on that song it's a great tidbit. Yeah. Bad song. Um, I know what girls like. Trying again. Yeah. Doesn't work. Um, Sunshine's one of those records that was seen as a huge brick, but you and I have both fallen in love with the record in retrospect. Where's Sunshine on this album? I'll always be my Sunshine. Yeah. Because look, if you go, yeah, if you go through the track listing of Lifetime, Volume 1, City's Mine, I know what girls like. Now you're kind of turned off. Right. That th So that's what threw me. Yeah. I, I got the album. I'm a freshman in college. Yeah. I first. This is when I first started receiving records from a record label. Def Jam sent me. You know what, remember what the Rockefeller promos looked like? Of course um, you do. The Rockefeller jackets. They were just a plain gray Rockefeller jacket. Yes, yes. I got the one. They sent me one copy. It was a double vinyl. I'm like, wow, Jay-Z's album. We, a few days early. I'm so excited. I got it maybe a Friday. It came out on Tuesday. Mm. My show's tonight. I want to hear it. Boom. A million and one questions. Oh, my God. This is incredible. Let me hear track two. Oh. You belong to the streets. Okay. And especially me. You have to understand this, too. I think at that time, people were trying to toy around with quote-unquote whiter songs. Yeah. And it, the irony was lost on me because I am white. Right. I don't want it. I don't want to hear. Well, you're not real white, but yeah. I, you know what I'm saying, though? I don't want to hear white. songs that I heard my friend's parents playing. Like, it's the opposite of everything. For good hip hop, I want to hear what young black kids' parents were playing, mm -hmm. not what white kids' parents were playing. Right. I don't want Bruce. When I first heard Changes by Tupac, I'm like, Bruce Hornsby? Like, we're not doing this. <laughs> now, over time, I grew to like it, whatever. But when I see her, so then I go from <laughs> a million and one questions, incredible. Yeah. City is mine. Mm -hmm. Okay, no. I know what girls like. Nope. Now you're Skip upset. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm already track four. And it, it, I ended up as a result kind of sleeping on how great Imaginary if Players was. If you make was. it to Imaginary Players. Oh, you're in a zone now. You're, ba you're back, but it's hard to get through the first, first two. So then you get Imaginary Players. Amazing. Then you get Streets, Streets is watching. watching. Amazing. Come Friend on. or Phone 98. Yeah. Don't thank that. Primo. Vintage Primo. Yeah. Um, Lucky Me is, is child baby doo-doo soft uh -huh. but it's good you know what i'm saying <laughs> no like it is so soft but it is good um and then i like sunshine who you wit was a fun record you know who you it's weird who you wit was kind of a hit that you don't talk about being a hit anymore right it got it got swallowed up by so many other hits but who you wit was from the sprung soundtrack yeah. and it do, was a hit do, 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 do. it's a great record ski um anyways we got to talk focus on the, the bricks 
Um, I like I said, I never loved these volumes. I thought they were always sort of incomplete albums. Um, volume two, which Mr. C thinks incredibly highly of and has hits on it, I never really spent a lot of time with it. I look at it as like an album full of singles plus Reservoir Dogs. That's what I sort of think of that album as. You know? I understand what you're saying. Hard Knock Life and What and Who, Money Cash Hoes, um, Can I Get a Money Ain't a Thing, It's All Right. It's like a club. It's just basically like club hits yeah, plus Reservoir Dogs. That's what was popping in those days. But yeah, to me, eh, not the, not the world's greatest. Um, we still didn't decide though what his biggest brick of all time is. I mean, most people would say album wise, it's Blueprint Two. That was all. I know you don't feel that way, but that was always seen from an album standpoint yeah. as Jay's biggest brick, especially because Blueprint One was his, or I think his best album. Yeah, I think it hurt calling it Blueprint Two. Right, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, just call it something else, and it's super long. Um, it's got I mean, a is lot Kingdom of Kingdom Come a, a, a brick? Uh, most people think so. Right? It was his return album, but yet it didn't hurt him. No, nothing really hurt that hurt much. Him. Yo, there are a lot of songs on... Like, Blueprint 2 is called The Gift and the Curse, and I always used to say it was just the curse. There was no oh. gift. But that's not true. That <laughs> that was true. me being an annoyed fan at the time. It's not true. You can look at it no, now and see there are records on there I love. Do you love Meet the Parents? I don't know Meet the Parents. Oh, Meet the Parents is really good. It's a great story. Um, and uh, You Don't Know Remix. and With M.O.P.? Yeah. Um, Poppin' Tags? You into Poppin' Tags? Uh, no, I was more of a uh, N-Word Please, which oh, is a Pharrell Sleeper. That is, no, no, that's the, maybe the best joint on there. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and of course, it led to the remix. Um, did you like Hovey Baby or no? Nah. It was okay. What about the bounce with Kanye? I do like the bounce. Bounce is nice. Um, excuse me, Miss. Are you an excuse me, Miss? Bounce guy? is might be. The, is that the first Jay Z Kanye song together? I think so. With them rapping. Yeah, I think so. I think it is. Also, I don't know. We didn't do our research for this podcast. Come on, guys. Yeah, we're looking through it. We're figuring out as we go. Were you a Bonnie and Clyde fan? Uh, I do like Bonnie and Clyde. Actually, see, I like it now. Didn't like it then. Really. No, nope. I mean that's one of my favorite Pac songs. That's why me and my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He's talking about his gun. No, no, I know. I, In I, the I, Pac version, he's talking about his handgun. What about Saif? Let's talk about our favorite, our favorite Jay Z brick, which would be his verse on Monster. Oh, this is where this is a tough call for me. Why? It's very it hurts a lot with that verse. Yeah. What What was he thinking on that? I don't know. They were like, the song's called Monster. He's like, cool, I'm going to go full literal. <laughs> Goons, goblins. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no kind. Sasquatch. <laughs> Yo, man, everyone has a misstep. He's made a lot of great songs, like hundreds. His misstep just created Nicki Minaj. Yeah, because she ends up bodying the song. Yeah. Because he comes on and just goes, Goons, Goblin, Sasquatch. Yeah. And what are these? So does he say? Does he say what do these things have in common? <laughs> do you want to read? Do you don't want to read the lyrics? Do you? Because no, this might be it. hurtful. You're let's gonna read the lyrics. It. Hold on, let's get it. Let's it's it's it. it's for you guys. Remember this, of course. But "Monster" by Kanye West was a single off my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It was Jay Z, Kanye, 
Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, like the biggest rappers of the time. And Nikki's scorching hot. Oh, she she closed it. She closed it. She had the she best verse. It, it was everyone's favorite part. What does Jay Z say on that song? Okay, so it's Jay Z's verse. It was so. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm a motherfucking monster. I need to see your fucking hands at the concert. I'm gonna need to see your fucking hands. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. Keep going. Question, what do these things all have in common? Everybody knows I'm a motherfucking monster. Ugh. Why did he do that? <laughs> Why did he list all the monsters? And then he said, question, what do these things have in Yo, he wasn't paying attention that day, bro. He just didn't care. Do you think he went to Hawaii whenever it was in Hawaii? I don't, you don't, did he go? I don't know. I don't remember hearing him. Maybe he was just on his own and was like, I'll do the stupid verse. Maybe he, maybe no one had, no one else did their verse yet. He was like, oh, sweet. We're doing a monster song. I love monsters. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a horrorcore song for so long. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no conscience. And by the way, King Kong does not fit in at all. What do you mean? King Kong's not a monster. Yes, it's a specific movie. It's a huge overgrown gorilla. That's not a monster? No. What is a monster to you? A monster is a being that doesn't, like, I know a King Kong doesn't Sasquatch? Is that a monster? Not really. It's also, again, it's sort of like King Kong, but smaller. Godzilla? No, is Godzilla's a-, a monster. Doesn't exist. It is, I mean, neither does King Kong, don't get me wrong, but King Kong is based on what an, an animal to me. It's not a monster. It's a giant gorilla. What do you, de- what do you define as a monster? Uh, a non- uh, an alien, something that does not exist. Okay. I mean, granted, King Kong does not exist, but a version of King Kong exists. Like, King Kong has cousins. They're called just gorillas. You can go so to the a zoo. Zombie? A zombie is a human that is now... I think a zombie's a monster, though. I'll give him zombie. A zombie was a human. But now it's a monster. So, so if a gorilla becomes oversized, then it's a monster. You know, that's a good point. That's actually a hard argument. This is why the verse was so brilliant. <laughs> Yo, can you imagine if Jay-Z felt this way? How disappointed was he when he saw the movie Monster's Ball? (laughs) He walked in. He was like, yes, Monster's Ball. This is going to be the best thing ever. Two hours later, he's crying. Halle Berry's having this just distraught, terrible sex scene. He was like, this is trash. There's no ghouls or goblins in this movie. I came to see a Monster's Ball. Oh, man. That may be his worst verse of all time. Um, but there are other moments that are not good. There are. They exist. What about beefs? Do you think he had any beefs that were big missteps? You know me, I don't I don't focus on that. I don't, you got to remind me. Well, he's had feuds with so many people, I don't even remember. I don't remember the Nas one. You don't remember? You remember that? I said I only, only remember, remember the, the Nas, Nas one. one. Dipset. <sighs> 50. Was it? They happened. I mean, there were moments. They were quick. I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm too close to it. I see him laugh all this stuff off. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right, well, look, man. You being the journalist uh, <laughs> extraordinaire that you were in this hip-hop realm. And thank you so much for your contribution. Appreciate it. There was something that happened mm-hmm. with our guy. Yep. 
in that era where it got really kind of super ugly. <laughs> you get it? You get it? <laughs> but the Nas J battle, yeah. uh, from your point of view of being where at the time? Uh, oh, I, I remember. I was at XXL. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was at King. King Magazine. And I got to hear Ether early. Right. Like, okay, so what do you think of the whole battle? <laughs> of the whole battle? Jay, uh, Nas won the battle. Jay, if we're going to say it, won the war. Right. So, and it, what is the battle? It was a battle. No, what is the battle? Oh, the battle is the is um, Jay's shots from the unplugged shit from TakeOver. Yeah. To Nas's rebuttal with um, super, not super ugly with Ether, Ether, and then Jay comes back with super ugly. Yeah, Nas is throwing, and and what's crazy is like even leading up to that, they got songs throwing shots at each other. Uh-huh. So we all knew that that was it was brewing. Right. We just didn't know the dark underbelly of what the hell was going on outside of rap. Wait, before Ether, you saying they were throwing little yeah, shots? Yeah, all of them was throwing shots at each other. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They was throwing shots at each other, but um. It was just wow. Ask Nas. He don't want it with Hov. It was like whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Like that right there. I feel like that line shifted so much in hip hop since it was like, all right, is this real beef or what? Yeah. What the hell is that? Because we knew about the prodigy stuff and everything with Jay and all yeah. that. When he said but, Ask Nas, he don't want it with Hov. That was like the. Thor sledgehammer. Yeah. And Thor calls for his hammer and shit in, in Endgame and shit. Yeah. That's what that was. He and was we were like, why? Oh, what? Why? What happened? Wait, did you know about the little shots beforehand? Kind of, sort of. Is that your chick and all that stuff? I don't know if that's before or not, but you kind of knew about the tension. And I never... And this is the thing. I suck at sublims. You know what it is, Pseudo? <laughs> King of New York is a real thing. Yeah. Who had it? Who had who had King of New York? Somebody had to say something to like level the playing field. Yeah, somebody had to do something, and Jay was just like, "Ah, yep, here we go. We're just gonna go ahead and just play this shit out." Yeah, but now you're saying the first, the first time. What was what did you say about the live or the unplugged? Oh, when he was like, "Ask Nas, he don't want it with Hov." That's where you heard it first. Not not from that, but I mean, that's where you visually see him being able to saying it. You know he, what I'm saying? He, Cause, Cause, that was on TV, but he had said it before in Takeover. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah, see what yeah. You're saying. Because the first time he he debuted at Summer Jam, Summer Jam was the joint with the with the, with, with the whole screen and yeah, all that we were shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was bugging, but I didn't go to that. I, you know, I I think of when I think of that line, I think about him on on Unplugged. Really? Yeah, that's what I think of. Um, and I I also feel like it. Oh man, it sounds crazy to say it was probably needed, man. It was needed to like shake, shake up the the hierarchy. Yeah, it's Man. it's literally, it it's like some Game of Thrones shit before Game defi- of Thrones. Like. Definitely, and I think the reason why Nas won is because no one expected Nas to come swinging back like that, you right? Know? And on that kind of beat, like that Ron Browse yeah. beat, was like such a not Nas beat, right? You know, and it, it it allowed him to open up, and you can hear everything he said. True, true. It was wild. That was hip-hop writer Datewan Thomas. Do you think that the Nas beef was a, an L, though? Because um, you know I preferred everything no. Jay did. No, I don't. Uh, uh, Watch this. I'm going to catch him. Watch this. What? But was Super Ugly a mistake? Super Ugly is not a mistake. It's just not great. But here's the thing. I never, like, 
I didn't understand why people were going so crazy over Ether. You know me what I'm neither. saying? I still don't to this day. And I and Take Over to Me is a better song. It is. This is a DJ speaking, a DJ who plays. I see now the reaction Ether gets, but at the time I was like, is this really that bad? And I remember seeing a girl on a, I think I was on the train, and a girl on a crowded train was like, this nigga Nas body and hove. And she's like singing the lines. What, she was listening to it like for the first like, time? I don't even think it was the first time. I think she was just into it. And she was nodding her head and she was going nuts. And she was like, this nigga Nas body hove. She's like singing the words. And I was like, oh, oh, people really like this? So for for people who don't realize necessarily the, the order is that Takeover came out first, mm -hmm. and it's on the blueprint. And then months, a few months later, actually, Ether comes out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost as if Jay Z felt he had to respond to Ether because Ether was so distanced from the the Jay diss yeah. on. And again, it's vintage. We talk about this. Jay Z loves sublims. Takeover is so much more abstract than Ether. Yeah. Ether literally starts out, the first song is, the first words are, fuck Jay-Z. Yeah. I mean, it's so, <laughs> fuck Jay-Z. It's like part of the beat. Yeah. And to me, I see that as not good. I, I see that as, a, to me, from an artistic nerd standpoint, I'm like, just fuck Jay-Z, that's it. Oh, he looks like a rat. Like, uh, I just thought it was childish. I didn't think it had the substance. Yeah, but he, but it, in the game, it feels like an L. Yeah, it's 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 like classic cafeteria mentality. Yeah, Jay Z was coming with like a quick, thoughtful line, but also when a king gets nicked, enemies of the king will always bring up the nick, and it's like it's a scratch. No, no, but you, I saw it. You got scratched. I saw it. Right, right, because that's all they've ever had. It's all they got. It's all they got where he like got where he like stumble. Every king stumbles in a battle. You know what I'm but saying? But I, I will say from my last over a decade being in hip hop in New York, the consensus among New York is that Jay-Z lost that battle. Mm -hmm. Not I don't feel that way. You don't feel that way. A lot of people don't feel that way. But I would say the consensus is he did. That Ether was the most memorable part of that moment. Yeah. Um, but in the end, like so many things. He once Jay Z's president of Def Jam, he ends up signing Nas. Yeah, no, the, we know who won the war, and they end up being Battle. friends down and the road. Do you think the rhymes of Super Ugly with Fire is just the why did he pick that beat? So when he drops Super Ugly as a response to, because he's uh, saying some shit on Super he re Ugly, he responds to he's being very mean. No, he's being very mean. So two things: one, the bad intentions Dre beat was a weird, just a weird choice. Yeah. Even though the beat was hot, it was just a weird choice. And also, this is important. Mm. Some people, like Nas went low. And I'm not saying people expected that of Nas at the time, because it's not like he did a lot of that in his career. But it worked. But mm. for whatever reason, when Jay-Z went low mm -hmm. on Super Ugly, people were kind of offended by it. They yeah. didn't like him going low. Like other people could go in the dirt and the other muck. people into it? I don't, you maybe... But people didn't like Jay-Z playing around. Car in the, seat was rough. The car hearing, seat line was rough. Hearing car seat was, that hurt. And I didn't have kids at the time. But hearing the, leaving condoms on your baby car seat, I was like, oh, that's, that's not Quite nice an at image. all. That's <laughs> not nice at all. So, yeah, for some reason, though. But Nas said mean things on Ether. 
And people just didn't think of it the I, same way. This is maybe uh, one version that I think everything Nas said was to Jay. I think Jay brought in someone else. People don't like that when yeah. you bring in other people. Why you bring? Why you bring in other? You know, and like I don't know, maybe kids is a thing. When well, you saw that revisited, by the way, well, so last year when when Drake and Pusha got into it, right. a year and a half ago, whatever it was, Drake introduced the idea of mentioning other people. Yeah, Drake brought up Pusha's now wife, mm -hmm. who is not a public figure, uh -huh. and Drake brought that up. I didn't and, know that. And as a result, Pusha went just complete scorched earth yeah. have you seen once upon a time in hollywood no not yet i want to see well there's a scene with fire and that is what well, who, he what did. did drake say about he burned it down girl he just did it in a it wasn't soup wasn't mean he didn't say oh like mean coarse words about her but he just brought up her name mm. and made her a public figure mm. and push was like oh is that where we're going now i'm going to say vicious things about everybody around you mm. So people do, once you mention someone else, it changes things. Yeah, it changes it. Now, he almost had a, almost took a big L with the... The with the Lance Un Rivera situation. Actually, let's let's talk about Volume Three. An another thing about Volume Three, because if you guys remember, which I'm sure you do, mm. the release party—not the release party, actually—but at Q-Tip's release party in the month that Volume Three was to come out, that was when the whole Jay Z Un situation happened at the Kit Kat, Kat Club. Club. Yeah, that was the amplified release party. Yeah, it was. That was Donnie Kwok, hip hop expert and editor at The Ringer. And yep. so uh, I know nothing. I did not even realize it was a Q-Tips party. So what was alleged, obviously, as ancient history now, is that Un was responsible for the leak mm -hmm. somehow of Volume Three. Until after the leak, Jay Z switched the. They added "Watch Me." I think they took out anything. They took out "Is That Your Chick" or "Is That Your Bitch"? It was called, and they gave it to Bleak, I guess, and added "Twister" and all that. Um. But so basically, if Volume 3 had come out as it was originally intended to, it has a couple more songs on it. There was like a third Hova song, Interstitial. It could have been, been even a better album. Yeah, he's, 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 he's got past a lot of situations that could have definitely changed the course of his life and career. I mean, in that case, he actually copped to it, right? There was a plea deal. He ended up doing three years probation. Yeah, I don't know the details yeah he did he was on three years probation but it was that. like a known thing that there was this altercation yeah. with on rivera right um and he ended up it ended up not really affecting him in the long run that much no i mean in my eyes helped his street cred what is he did he need help with his street cred also no. how is he so bulletproof where these things don't even it didn't matter well, my guess is that there was some conversation there, some acknowledgement of whatever happened between them that we need to figure out a way to solve it, you know, and that there was a way for everyone to benefit from it and move on or, yeah. or, or take the least amount of repercussion and, and move on. Yeah, that was that 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 felt very personal. I mean, that felt very personal. Listen, I'm not going to go. I didn't I don't work at Court TV, but a quick Google search for anyone of. Jay-Z and Un Rivera, and you could read the stories that were written about it at the time. 
Well, it's a pretty happy album to have such a violent altercation. But if you know, if you don't know who Un is, Un was Biggie's partner. And when Biggie decided to make his own label, like Junior Mafia mm-hmm. is big and Un. Mm-hmm. Right? So when Big passed away, Un took over. So Un is, Little Kim was signed to Un. Little C's was signed to Un. I mean, basically every Junior Mafia member, but those two are the ones that came out. Jay-Z has verses on both those albums, mm-hmm. Little Kim album and Little C's album. Mm-hmm. So there's a and long relationship here. Yeah. It's like a, a Brooklyn, they known each other for a long time. And uh, Wait, how was Un tied into Charlie Baltimore? Because... Because she was also signed. She was signed there. She was signed to Entertainment. Yeah, she was signed to Entertainment. And but she Biggie was part brought of the, her in, and they were going to be the, the group, com, the commission, the commission. Biggie, Jay Z, Charlie Baltimore. Yeah. Right. So I mean, this guy, he did a lot for him. Plus, Cameron was signed to Entertainment. Um. Yeah. No, Un was a big player in hip hop. I don't time. even know that. I don't. I wonder how that connects. I know Biggie signed Cameron. No. Mace brought Cameron to Biggie and was like, you should sign this guy. That makes perfect sense. Cameron was technically, I don't think the deal was done before Biggie died, but Biggie was basically going to sign Cameron. And then he died, so he still signed with Un. So Entertainment was Charlie Baltimore and and Cameron as his his label. And they, yeah, and he had a label deal through Epic. Yeah, so it's like all connected, all this. But it's weird because Dame Dash at one point, I think, managed Cameron, but now he's signed to Biggie and Un's label. You know what I mean? It was all connected. So, yeah, at some point, this relationship, which obviously went back a long time, something went left. Yeah. And we So up- I, I don't know. I was like, I did all this shit for you and you're bootlegging my album? Now, interestingly enough- You take this here steal, Un- now, this ends that's up, of nice. course, no, that's probably making light of something, but everyone turned out okay. Now, interestingly enough, after that situation happens with Un, Jay-Z ends up making the record guilty mm-hmm. until proven innocent Yeah, with R. Kelly. Yep. Both talking about being, you know, under the watchful eye of the law. Yeah. Jay-Z talking trying about- trying to get us. Jay-Z talking about his situation, R. Kelly talking about the law coming to get him. And you, you have to note here, when you're going back now 15, 20 years, the view of R. Kelly at that time was there were it, he was questionable. There were questions about what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But certainly you could have believed, you could have plausibly believed if you didn't know anything, which people didn't really know, that, yeah, he's singing about actually being innocent and they're just going after him. Yeah. And it seemed plausible at the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, hip-hop artists or hip-hop people, uh, artists from that community talking about the police and the DAs trying to get him. Yeah, it's a commonplace material. Right. So it you have to understand, it's, I know it's hard right now in the post-surviving R. Kelly era yeah. to imagine a time when people were able to just turn away from it and not be sure. But I have news for you. And that's what everyone did r kelly continued to be on top from that point you know he was on top then and still was for a long time after that i mean i don't know i don't want to get into a long r kelly discussion but r kelly needing money for legal fees produced some of the greatest r kelly music ever oh that was him when he started doing everyone's features and writing songs for everybody that's so interesting he got he had to get his bread up and it created this whole era of great 
R&B collab songs. Yeah, one feature after another. Now, Jay-Z and R. Kelly, because obviously you could argue now that Jay-Z working with R. Kelly, and we could rewrite history because R. Kelly appears now to be a really bad guy. Yeah. To say that was all a mistake. But you can't rewrite history musically. Fiesta with R. Kelly and Jay-Z was mm. a monster. Yep. Right? Um, the first Jay-Z R. Kelly album, Best of Both Worlds. Filled with hits. I mean... Yes, I know. I know. We probably won't go around playing it much these days, but best of both worlds, um, body, um, somebody's girl. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great songs on that album, Um, and then of course they end up having a fallout, which now I'm guessing Jay Z is probably so happy in retrospect (laughs) that the relationship completely blew up. Yeah, because of R. Kelly's and how so publicly. Yeah, and it was completely public. And basically, for people who don't know what happened, R. Kelly essentially on their tour here at the Garden had a meltdown and basically his total lack of professionalism, or so it seemed, led to the end of the Best of Both Worlds tour. Yeah. And they never recovered from that. No. That was the end. And then R. Kelly ended up, we ended up learning everything that we learned. And I'm sure Jay-Z was like, oh, well, uh, well, glad we made the songs. Uh Go ahead and not mention so that, those. Ever so that again. looks like a brick for Jay Z. But at the time, it wasn't. But set, no, music no, say, but it's like reverse. And now the brick was like, oh, he, he made this album. It's not coming out. Actually, that's turned out to be a great thing. Right. It's so interesting. It's like if a reverse had, brick. Right. If he'd continued to have success with R. Kelly, maybe it would have been something he really wasn't happy about. Yeah. It's kind of good that he got out of the relationship when he did. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bizarre when you think about the fact that R. Kelly was connected to Aaliyah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. And then Aaliyah ends up being Dame Dash's girlfriend mm-hmm. and Jay-Z's close friend. You know, Aaliyah was around them a lot. Like, Aaliyah was... I think they were friends before she was Dame Dash's girlfriend. Oh, they already knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, just just really interesting, full circle. Um, but, yeah, so then they ended up putting out a second Jay-Z R. Kelly album, which they ended up just like, what happened? They just threw it out? I guess it was... This is me just being in the industry. I guess it was done, but then the, they had a falling out and a label who's all, you know, a label's only job is to sell records and make money. They're like, all right, well, just put it out, see what, try to break even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like no one's going to promote it. Yeah, neither, neither side would promote it. Otherwise, we're waste, you know, just have it out there, see if we can get anything from it. So, yeah, if you look around, you will see the second Jay Z R. Kelly album and you'll be like, what is this? Like why chips, big chips, big chips. What was it called? Unfinished business. Ugh, I don't remember. And by the way, I bet if I went and went dug through it right now, I'd probably find a couple songs in there. And be like, oh, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> no, you but can't you never to that. went through it. Like it never had a moment no. at all. Um, watch the throne album. That sucked. What do you mean? Oh no, sorry, it was amazing. I get confused so sometimes. Good, man. I'm trying to think of more bricks because there aren't a whole lot. Although, I will say that. Girls, girls, girls doesn't necessarily um, hold up um, oh, to the no. current. No, 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 not musically. Lyrically, necessarily to the times. If you were to listen to it now. Uh, I'll listen back. Um, I love, but I, I think Blueprint's perfect. Um, Black Album. Black Album has a couple songs I'm not absolutely in love with. On an otherwise really, really good album. Um See, this type of conversation is all subjective Super. because 
There's songs that I don't like that people think are their, well, some of the greatest songs ever. Uh, Black Album, December 4th, Fire. What More Can I Say? You like What More Can I Say? Of course. Uh, Encore. I like Encore. Oh, Change Clothes is not my favorite. Change Clothes is not my favorite, but it did okay. Dirt Off Your Shoulder, Fire. Uh, you like Threat, I'm assuming. I love Threat. Ninth Wonder, not yeah, a fan? I'm not, no. I'm, that's, that's, a, that's a skipper for me. What about Moment of Clarity? I don't remember which one that is. It's slow. 99 Problems. Oh, Justify My Thug, Brick. What? You like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> It should have been a hit though. It, it it's that beat is fire. The beat's fire, but there's just just it shouldn't have been called "Justify My Thug." Why are you taking the title of a not that popular Madonna song and flipping it into the title? That was a big Madonna song in New York. No, that's a hot record. Yeah, "Justify My Thug." Also, it's a Public Enemy beat. "Justify you know? My Love" is a hot record. It just seems super random to have a song called "Justify My Thug." <laughs> Lucifer's fire. Oh, and also don't forget that the Black Album led to the remix albums. Um, oh, yeah. Kev Brown's The Brown Album. Yeah. Then uh, The Gray Album. The Gray Album, which set off Danger Mouse's entire career. Oh. Um, yeah, but not a lot. I would say Justify My Thugs, The Brick Off The Black Album. Um, what about the Linkin Park album? I love that album. Do you really? Yeah. Is it a brick? Is that considered a brick? Well, it was successful. I know it did well. Did you not like it? I didn't listen to it. Really? No. I See, saw- I liked Linkin Park. So that album, because the Linkin Park album wasn't original songs. It was already established Jay-Z songs and already established Linkin Park songs. And then they found a way to like- Mash them up. Mash Dumb them up. slash encore? Yeah. I know that was the big one. That was the big one. Because I saw it written down. Yeah. Didn't listen to it. I mean, really? I, know it was, I heard it. Did you like Linkin Park? No. Oh. Because I have good but taste in a, music. You're not, a, you're not a sad goth white girl like yeah, from like me. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and judge you because our perspectives in going towards music like that are so different. Yeah. So like, I didn't have, you know, I had very little interest in 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 sort of the music that was popular among white people at that time. Right. That was current at that time. And why? Because you were trying to hide your whiteness? I just, yeah, I, I culturally was so not there. I had these moments where it would happen accidentally. Like, I liked the Foo Fighters album from 1997, whatever that was called. Because I saw them randomly perform at Tower Records, and I was like, oh, I like this. I like, Dave Grohl's cool. So I would have, like, these random things I would gravitate towards. Right. But not, like, Linkin Park. I'm sure know, they're I a like... good group. I had no, I paid no attention. That's so weird. Yeah, I like Linkin Park. Was so was that considered a brick? I, it did no, really well, and no, it got him yeah. popular with their crowd. Oh yeah, he he that shit. I mean, I don't know in our world if it was considered a brick or if it was not even paid attention. Yeah, to. Yeah, you can't call it a brick because people in our world didn't care. But in, it just, in it that just, they world, they just didn't care, so it was fine. Yeah, in that world, he, it was huge. Like he did. Like I remember when he was getting ready. Uh, one of the various times I worked with him, he was getting ready for a big show with them. Like maybe like a. I don't know, maybe a Lollapalooza, one of them type of things, you know what I'm saying? And they were headlining some big show that I don't think he's ever even been on. Mm-hmm. So he was like excited. He's like, yeah, we're doing that with Linkin Park. By the way, that reminds me of something. Uh, well, that's what you, I'm here for. Do you remember when he came out with Fish in Brooklyn? No. Yes. Why? Jay, there was a Fish show. They were playing, or was it Brooklyn or City Field? It was a Fish show in New York. 
Fish. And he came out with Fish. And did what? Uh, 99 Problems, perhaps? Hold on. Let me look on YouTube. Fish has no beat. <laughs> There's no beat. It's just but fucking. But if, 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 if you're white and you like to sway, yeah, you oh. sway music on fleek. Oh, my God. Um, double fleek. Let me see. Hold on. Fish, Jay-Z. Why would he do that? Jay has always had an understanding of things that are meaningful in other people's worlds. So if Trey Anastasio from Fish calls and is like, yo, we're playing in Brooklyn, and he, you tell me, Saif, you know him better. Don't you think Jay's the kind of guy who would ask people, yo, how important is Fish? And if people were like, Fish is one of the biggest touring bands of all time, you should pop through. You're, I, I would like to... I would like to figure out why he did that. How did that come about? You ask him right now. I'm going to ask him. No, I don't have his current. Um, oh, he changed on you? Yeah. Oh, you're screwed. Yeah. He, you may never hear from him again. Current, the current number. Okay. Maybe here's the thing. Everyone has bricks, right? Mm -hmm. What What do you do when you have a brick or what people are saying is a brick? Or You know what I'm saying? Your next move is what keeps you in the game. So people said uh, volume one was a brick or they didn't like sunshine and blah, blah, blah. He regroups and he makes Streets is Watching album slash movie with all the videos. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and, and if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. He basically took all the good songs that he had done, all the hard hardest mm -hmm. songs from the last couple of years, plucked some from Reasonable Doubt, mm -hmm. from In My Lifetime, um, other places and just puts them together into this like long, yeah, compilation of music videos that tells a story. Yeah. And yes, did it mean anything to the mainstream world? No. No. But to New York, to hip hop heads who were buying yeah. things on the street. No, but I'll tell you more than New York because people down south were doing stuff like this, making movies. Yes. Master P. Ice Cream Man. Three Six Mafia. Um, what was it called? I forgot Three Six Mafia. Uh, uh, voice, not voices. Uh, Three Six Mafia is called. It was uh, the name of their album too. Uh, I don't remember. Tear the club up. Not choices. Damn it! I wanted to name them all. You said Master P. I said Ice Cream Man. Yeah, and about about it. Oh, about about it was a movie too. But a lot of a lot of guys were making. So he was like taking a lot of um, ideas from what they were doing down there. It was, that's the very independent route, and made Streets is watching, and then like back on fire, baby. That's it. Back, back on in the fire. Game. Streets. Go back to the streets. Um, I feel like every time he had a brick, there was some sort of strong response. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm looking at 3-6 Mafia. Was the movie called Choices? Choices 2, the soundtrack. Mm. Had to be Choices. So yeah, um, how about this? Kingdom Come, people thought was a brick. Right. You know what he came with next? American, American Gangster. Gangster. Attached to a Denzel movie. Yep. Which which all just had great records on it, too. Um, Wait, Kingdom Come. Yeah, I didn't like Kingdom Come, but there is a song on there. Dig a Hole is my favorite song. Dig, dig a Hole is good. Dig a Hole is How fire. often do you sit around listening to Beach Chair with Chris Martin? Oh, I love Beach Chair with Chris Martin. I don't believe you. Um, and in fact, if you want to look for Jay-Z Bricks, I could say just him thinking Coldplay is that good is a brick. That's his friend. I know, but... That's his friend. He's friends with the uh, the Martins. I know. I get it. But Kingdom Come does have Lost One on it. Craig, what do you mean? Coldplay was huge. Very popular. So what do you mean? What are you saying? Well, the thing is, I'm not, I don't sit around and whine like a bitch. 
so I don't listen to Coldplay. Actually, I do sit around and whine like a bitch, but when I do so, I don't listen That's to Coldplay. That's why you don't listen to Coldplay. I, I don't because, need to. I have myself. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, I am Chris Martin. I don't need him to complain for me, but I will tell you, lost one on Kingdom Come. Whew. Really good. Uh, but yeah, he comes back with American Gangster. How about this? A lot of people don't like Magna Carta Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Comes back with 444. No, that doesn't count. But he's never had back-to-back. Right. Never back-to-back breaks. Right. Because you have to understand this. As time goes on in a career, I don't care if you're Jay-Z, Paul Simon, Bruce Springsteen, anyone whose career spans 20, 30 years, I got news for you. Not every album's a classic. Bob Dylan, the people who keep going, Michael Magna, Jackson. Is Wash It Throne after Magna Carta or before? It's a great question. Either way, it's fire. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's after, but I don't know. I guarantee you whatever he rapped right after he did Ghouls, Goblins, Loch Ness was fired too. Yes. He didn't follow it up with another song about monsters. No, 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 no. He said, um, or like this song's about sea creatures. (laughs) The greatest brick misstep, mishap by Jay-Z is love. At the end of that verse? Yeah. That was like, oh. We're back to Monster again. Yeah. We couldn't leave that long. Because he starts with Ghouls, Goblins, Loch Ness, and then he ends with Love. I don't get enough of it. All I get is these something leeches blood suckers. Yeah. Why'd he Poor do that? Little mo- those are little monsters. <laughs> those are little monsters. <laughs> leeches and blood suckers. They're, they're like miniature little, monsters. Little. Why did he do it? <laughs> Oh, he's gonna fucking kill us. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. You're the greatest ever. How much I can't say you made a mistake. Listen to my show. There's bad shows two, three days a week. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Big thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast so far and supporting it. Oh my god. Sife, especially thank though. You. Especially the people who go on and they click five stars and they leave that rating. I know. I always hate when podcasts say that, but then I realize how amazing it is to get those ratings. So please just click it, just rate it. I mean, I know in the review. You and they gotta write the review, Sife. They can't just rate. I want a review. Write a review. Write a review. And, and people yelling at me in the street, I appreciate it. But just whatever you're going to yell at me in the street, write it down. Oh, it's so write easy. it down in a little review. Oh, and listen, to everyone who complains, all the people who listen but complain and go, I don't know about this season. It's too professional. Well, guess what? Next week's yeah. episode is just me and Sife telling old school Jay-Z stories. We're just getting personal, and we're just going to talk about all of our personal interactions with Hope. I have an idea. I'm saying I haven't even told you the idea that I have for how we're going to do the episode. It's going to be awesome. Wait, what do you mean? Why not? Why? No, no, no. I'm I'm taking control because I have an idea and I'm running with it. And I think you should trust me. But this is a 50-50 deal. Well, you can still get half the money. I think we're making zero dollars on next week's episode. So, all right, fine. so we'll see you guys next week. You're going to love it. Um, and thank you all for rocking with Wan Up every single week. Woo! Moving at one volume. One volume. One Up is hosted by me, Peter Rosenberg. And me, Cypher Sounds. Our production team is associate producer Rob Dozier. And production assistant, Hebron Mendez. Dan Panarise is our associate editor. Our executive producer is Chiquita Pascal. 
Juan F is a production of Mass Appeal and Endeavor Audio and is also created by producer Samantha Allison of Endeavor Audio and associate producer Savannah Jeffries of Mass Appeal. As well as executive producer Mark Grandy of Mass Appeal and Dave Easton of Endeavor Audio. Cedric Wilson is our mix engineer. Kasim Bradley is our recording engineer. 